welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing our favorite and least favorite water levels. And we'll be reviewing our retro like game, The Legend of Zelda, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Jenny. Yeah. So, um, I have been playing, of course, Dead by Daylight. I finally got to experience the new Resident Evil map. Um, apparently it has been made so rare because of all the bugs that you have a better chance of winning the lottery, so they say, than getting that map. So I just want to say I should probably be playing the lottery right now. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Um, but it was really, really cool. Anyone that was super into Resident Evil would very much appreciate this map. It's very accurate. I was walking into rooms and I expected to get lost because it is a huge map. Um, but I recognized everything. Like, I, I didn't remember where everything was necessarily right off the bat. But walking through, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the office with, like, the taxidermy animals. And that's where the helicopter crashed. And that's, like, the the back ladder or whatever. So <laughs> I was all about it. I was very excited. Um, <laughs> but nothing super new to report on that front. You know, it, it's going. There's the anniversary of event. They extended it, I believe. Um, so still a lot of extra blood points for those of you out there that, like, DBD, it's a good time to play if you haven't, just to get, you know, more blood points, level up characters maybe that you've been struggling with. I know, Mark, um, we played on stream for yeah. our channel together, and you were able to dump quite a bit of blood points into your character, right? Yeah, yeah. I, if I didn't need to be rushed off at the end there, I would have shown you that I can become a third level prestige. Oh, that was our ultimate goal, too. <laughs> yep, to be a level 20 three-level prestige. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that's what's going on there currently. Um, Phasmo is going through an interesting time where they're announcing some gigantic upcoming changes that they're working on. Um, nothing has happened really yet. Very minor little baby updates. Um, but they're considering revamping the objectives, all of the equipment, like they're they're basically teasing that some big changes are coming to Phasmo. Oh, and good! They're gonna make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that. <laughs> More fun, I think you meant. Um, I think I think some of it has to do with the fact that there's a new game in town called Ghost Hunter Corp, and it, on first glance, looks like a um, carbon copy of Phasmophobia down to the font that they used in the name. Um, Although watching gameplay now, it's not exactly the same. There are very many parallels, but this one you actually, it's kind of like Ghost Ghostbusters and Phasmo put together because you actually exercise the ghost in the end. So you, you um, have a, you have an offensive ability. Yes. Kind, okay. Yes. So you have, um, you have ways to repel the ghost. You have holy water, which Phasmo doesn't have. Um, there is salt, which Phasmo has. Um, there's like the UV, the, uh, what's it called? I can't think of the word now. There's all kinds of tools that you do have in Phasma, like the video cameras and stuff like that. I believe a camera can be used offensively. I, I haven't seen a ton of gameplay, but I'm pretty sure taking pictures of, I don't know if it's certain kinds of ghosts, um, it like makes it go away to protect you. Um, they have like holy statues. You actually have to read a Bible passage to exercise the ghost at one point. Like this game gets deep into it. <laughs> Sounds like I, it. I yeah, I don't know. It seems like too much. Like it's I was a, say, did you try it? Not yet. It just came out today, I believe, in uh, early release. So I haven't played it yet. Um, I'm definitely gonna try it because I have to. But 
I don't, it, it seems very complicated. Like there's a ton of things to do. And I, I don't know as someone looking in at Phasmo, if Phasmo seems complicated, but this, even if that did, like, this is like four times more complicated, it appears than Phasmo is because you have to figure out the kind of ghost. You have to find where it is in the house, which is the same, but then you have to like, do, I feel like you have to do a ton of objectives, like not just like three or four, which are optional in Phasmo. You have to do so many things and then you can exercise it. And then the ghost can chase you out of the house and into your van and kill you, which is insane and very <laughs> scary. Like, what? Your outside was like the safe space for everyone to recoup. So right. it's it's going to be interesting. I will play it, I promise. But it's, um, it's like when Mr. X could blast through the save room. Right. Exactly. It's not OK. Um. But yeah, I think maybe Phasmo, uh, the dev, I know he hired, officially hired at least another developer or he's working on it because he was the only actual dev. Um, I, I feel like this game might be pushing them to come up with some new changes. I, I can't confirm. Obviously, that's just my opinion. On... I mean, uh, competition is the best, yeah. the best way to drive innovation. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So. I don't know. I want this new game to be cool. I want it to be like very, very different than Phasmo. It's a little bit offensive. It seems so similar because I'm so, you know, I am. I'm very loyal to Phasmo. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's if it's different enough, then I don't have a problem playing both. I think it's cool. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, obviously, we play Apex on Wednesdays. So just a little sprinkling of Apex in my life. I started playing Majora's Mask yesterday. Oh, on my lovely new N64 that's hooked up. <laughs> Not new, old, old but new hookup. <laughs> Thanks, Tom, helping me out with that. No problem. Um, so that was fun and frustrating all at the same time because it's, you know, you know how that game is. It's timed with a moon trying oh. to murder everybody. So that's fun. Um, yeah, we're we're going to have to talk about time, time based yeah. games at some point. Oh, God. It's... Yeah. <laughs> It's so stressful. And then the moon is so creepy. It's just not. I think I beat it. I know that the timer technically is hours in in that world. But I think I had three minutes to spare. And Dan said it was the closest playthrough of the first like the first run through before you go back in time. Um, it's, it was the the only, the fastest, or sorry, the closest playthrough he's seen to failing something like that. (laughs) It's like, well, thanks. Great. I think I wasted like two of the three days because I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, so that's, that was fun though. I've been having fun with that. Um, and then the, uh, the retro roulette game. So I haven't really trying to think, I don't think I've played anything else. I haven't really had time again with all the weekend plans that we have now. So this this is where I jump in on the bit and go, so you played one good Zelda and one bad Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, stick around for the end of the podcast when we reveal which is which. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's called a teaser. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Mark, how about you? Yeah, so um, I know last time I was on here, I said for my vacation, I was going to try and play um, as many uh, Game Pass games, download them and play them as possible. Then I started Yakuza Like a Dragon. And all those plans went to the wayside <laughs> because those games are ridiculously addictive. And Ichiban is my new um, big dumb best friend. He is he is so adorably dumb and it is amazing. Um, I, I don't know if it's because, um, you know, Kiryu and 
you know, the, the people from the, 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 you know, one zero through six um, were a lot more serious and not as like, like they were more intelligent. I don't want to say he's stupid, but I mean, you know, he's, it just he's kind of dumb. You you could say it. <laughs> it just takes a while to get things and it doesn't really get through his head. He's like still a child in the most part, which explains why it's like a turn based game, because he thinks he's in Dragon Quest, which they actually say Dragon Quest, Tom, um, in the game. But yeah, that game's real fun. I haven't gotten to the point where you start your business because in every Yakuza you do a business like like Vincent Adult Man. Um, <laughs> I think this one is real estate. Um, the last one you ran a um, uh, you might um, like the hostess clubs, right? They're called hostess clubs. Right, where the you pay to have the girls sit and drink with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um that was in zero. Um I think this one will be a little different. So I haven't gotten to that yet, but uh it's so good. Um the two characters I have are such um contradictions to him. One's an ex cop, one's an ex nurse that um it was homeless. Um and they <laughs> it's so good. I just I'm just trying not to spoil things for people. But, um, yeah, and the fact that, that uh, Ichiban might be the youngest person at 42 years old in your party, um, it, they kind of make reference to that all the time. Um, <laughs> Everybody's old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I'm too old. Um, so, yeah, that game that game's real great. I think I'm in, like, Chapter 4 or 5 at this point. Um, I snuck and found a uh, kart racing game, which is essentially Mario Kart, um, down to the power-ups and all um in the game and i say snuck to it because you have to go through a high level area to get to it because you're only you're supposed to get it later in the game but i uh, snuck by all the bad guys and got being to it. sneaky to get that stuff huh yeah yeah i mean you don't i could have waited four more hours as i leveled up but the first person i accidentally ran into there was level 38 and i was only 11 so yeah yeah kart racing's fun i didn't want to sneak back and do it again because it took way too long to sneak by all the groups of people <laughs> Because how to handle random encounters is sort of like in the other Yakuza's where people would just come up and you just start fighting them. Right. Well, they run up like a random encounter and it's like fighting and it, you know, breaks it down. Um, so you have to avoid the groups and they have vision cones and stuff like that. Um, so it's, so that like a, it's like a mixture of a JRPG and Metal Gear uh, Solid. like Metal Gear. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I highly recommend that game if you. Um, like Yakuza, and if you didn't like the action-based Yakuza, but like turn-based RPGs and stuff, you'll really enjoy this. It's got its, the same wackiness as those games, but in a uh, probably a battle system that you would enjoy better. I feel you would love this game, Tom. Um, and the the other thing I played is um, thanks to um, Jenny for her um, lovely gift for my birthday. Um, I was able to purchase uh, two games, uh, Disco Elysium. And the game I played more of, which was uh, PC Building Simulator. <laughs> um, yeah, I played that game for like five straight hours and just kept doing the jobs. Because they start you off, you your first job is like uh, running a virus scan and, you know, clearing out the dust. And then you put that back. And then the next day, it's another thing like, oh, and then it becomes, hey, I want my CPU changed. And then you got to remember to put the thermal paste on and do, you know. And then you have the option of you can, like, give them a little more than what they're asking for, and they give you star ratings and stuff. It's a simulator, so it's things like that. But the one fun thing is it's 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 helping me learn, you know, parts and stuff that it's not always, like, the highest number. Like, if something says 1080, 
that doesn't mean it's the better card than something that says nine nine sixty. Um, I don't. That, that's how old this is. The cards only go up to a thousand. Um, well, I, I mean it. It doesn't change. Um, luckily, computer building doesn't change all that much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, that thing. Like I was buying like these extra ten ten sixties and going yeah for the GPUs and going yeah I'll have these in the back burner going and then I went to put them in someone that went to upgrade from like a nine something. Mm-hmm. And the menu for checking off upgraded C- GPU did not check. And I'm like, what? It's a higher number. And then here you have to go to the, you know, the you buy this one thing that lets you check up the uh, performance of parts. And it has all the parts listed and the scores. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really deep. Um, but, yeah, I think you would enjoy it, Tom. But you also do a lot of real computer stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah that's that's the problem is. Well, I mean, I I might pick it up just because it's cheaper than actually building yeah, 600 it'll, computers. It'll help you scratch the itch. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a it gives it gives you a little little bit of the uh the scratching scratching of the itch. Uh, or does it make it worse? <laughs> see, I don't know. I haven't played it. So that's see, true. We should the, test it. The one good thing is that um it doesn't go down to the nitty gritty in terms of like wiring. Like you basically just drag a wire and it tells you where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to figure that out. Like, you know, like I'll have to ask you when I put the uh, power supply in that I bought, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, you click it and it highlights and it's okay. sort of like, Oh, I guess that's where that goes. Um, because I don't think you can zoom in close enough to see which one is the positive and negative, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that's okay. nice that they don't, they don't ticky tacky with the uh, front panel connectors because in real life they're yeah. annoying as it is. So yeah. trying to do it on a computer game. The the fun thing and and this is the last game I played outside of um, our retro roulette and the stuff we've been playing. Um, the the cool thing is is that you can take apart the computer just like you can take apart like dust panels and all that. And when you put new GPUs in, you got to make sure there's space for the th- for the back. You know. If it's a double one or a single one, and then you got to, you know, if it's a sing, if you're going from a double to a single, you have to put the slot back in. Um, but, yeah, it's it's like all that little stuff like that they didn't have to do um, that they make you do, which is fun. And then the last thing I did right before I uh, ended the game, my long marathon session was um, they someone says, I want you to build me a computer for under eight hundred dollars. And then, See, that's that's the fun part. Is and you go through the, the chart and you got to match it up. You can use your used parts that you take out of the computers um, to save money and you can buy new parts. Um, yeah. And there's shipping involved. Like you can do three to five day shipping or um, overnight or same day. You know, would, and it, it costs you money. Want, I would you not know? want to ship a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. No, no, it's the parts, not the computer. Oh. Do they uh, do they upcharge you for the GPUs? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I want to know how realistic this. Uh, this yeah, is. I think I'm not realistic yet. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's hundred dollars for same day shipping. So wow. I think that's a little over. But I think it's to like teach you to because sometimes they give you nine days to do a computer that's and a it's kind of te- yeah it's kind of teaching you n- not a full computer like hey I only need this back in like ten days you know do what you can and just send it back to me. And it teaches you that you can order parts for that specific computer, put it on the three to five business day shipping, you know, pay 10 bucks instead of 100, you know, and save money that way as you build up. So I think you like 
I think you'll eventually build, it's kind of like American Truck Simulator, um, where the part of the game I never engage with is building your own trucking company. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, you're building to get the equity to buy out your uncle. Um, whose shop it is. Yeah, whose shop it is. And, Man, I, um, I, w- I would love to do this as a job, but yeah, I don't yeah, think... He just I, runs out on you, and then he's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, here, here's the business. It's uh, it's in debt, but have fun. <laughs> um, it's essentially how the game begins. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, you get to rename the shop after you own 25% of it, and then he runs off to work for, like, an esports team. He's like, I have no idea what this esports thing is, but they pay a lot of money. He kind of seems like an asshole. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, it is kind of fun, you know, so... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into Yakuza and actually digging into some, you know, Disco Elysium and, uh, um, you know, other Game Pass games once I get past um, that. So that's what I've been playing. Sounds good. I've been also been playing the usual. Uh, I've been playing some more of the show. The, I mean, the game is really addicting. It's really scary how how addicting the game is. It's stupid. It makes no sense. The game is so frustrating, but you just it's like a it's like a mobile game. It just makes you want to keep coming back to it uh, because you keep progressing, even though even even if you do bad, you still progress. So you keep seeing the numbers go up. That's right. That 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 little number goes up and, and it dings something in your head saying, yeah, you need to p- keep playing. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's annoying and fun at the same time. Um, also continuing my playthrough of. Uh, intermission i got through chapter three i think yeah uh yeah we did i did the whole bombing raid i saw and i saw Aerith for the first time and sephiroth and it's amazing how much more things make sense the second time second third time you play through it yeah uh and i'm looking forward to getting getting later on in the story so i can really understand what 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 actually happened because people still don't really know we won't know until we see part yeah, two. Yeah, I think the second game will reveal um, not everything, but it'll at least let okay. you know what direction they're going in because the, the third or fourth games are going to be the finale. So yeah, like yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, I think once they once they get going on the second game, then we'll we'll actually have a clue of what what to expect going forward. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I, I love and I love the original game, and, and this game to me is is right up there too. I wouldn't say it's as good. It's not, you know, it's not the game I would pick up first. I would pick up the the original still first, but it's it's, it's up there. Um, I may and, I may disagree with you there. Um, well, just just from the sheer fact of, um, and this is the argument that I got in with Ant over Legend of Zelda, so I am <laughs> ready to have it again. <laughs> I don't think people can pick up that combat system if you're talking about younger people um, in the original game. Uh, well, it would turn them off of it. They need to be eased into it. Um, you know, if you give them a story and then you can go, hey, you like this bat? Hey, I, you can get the full story if you play this game. But if you start them off with menus and stuff like that, it's the ADHD of, of, of a generation. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, but it's a different it's a different kind of game i mean if if someone specifically said to me hey i want to experience a japanese rpg i would say okay we'll go play suikoden or go play final fantasy 7 um or 6 like 
I would tell them to do, but if they say that, oh, I want to play a game that's fast paced and it's got some action and it's got a good story, then I'd send them to the remake. But yeah, I, I think I come more from, I might have misinterpreted what you were thinking, but like if like somebody came around and was like, oh, I want to try this remake out, you know, it to me, it sounds like you were saying, no, 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 you have to play the original. Oh, no. First. I, no, <laughs> no. I'm that's not, what I, I thought I, you were saying. I, I'm saying I, myself would pick up the original first if like i had the choice okay if, if i was going to go play a game i would probably pick up the original first before i would go to the remake okay. but that's just me because it's like comfort food the original game is like comfort food to me like if i just need something to play and i always have like a casual playthrough in progress in that game yeah yeah it's uh, like anything yeah yeah but but um yeah. Okay. I, I get that. Yeah. It's just, I, maybe it's just me kind of being allergic is probably the wrong word, but something similar to, to when people are always like the, um, you know, pushing that, no, you can't enjoy the new thing because you have to play the old thing first. Sort of. Yeah, I don't, I don't have sorta, any, sorta thing. I don't have any problem with people not wanting to play the original. That's fine. Yeah. To okay. each their own. That, like I, yeah. I, I wish they would, um, like that's one of the reasons I wanted Jen to to play at least up to where she played before yeah. the remake came out, so she could understand the story a little bit at least. Um, yeah. But I'm not I'm not going to tell people not to play. Not you can't play the remake before you play the original. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, uh, yeah. And it's it's different because I mean Zelda uh, Zelda and A Link to the Past are two different game they're not they're not as, the same game as we were discuss later <laughs> right as remake and final fantasy 7 are essentially the same game it's the same story beats essentially yeah in the in the beginning at least so yeah it's yeah, uh yeah. you know to each their own if you want to play if you want to play the original play the original if you want to play the remake play the remake and by the way i still can't get over how good it looks on the ps5 oh it looks amazing it's so good and it yeah. plays so well, and it's so fast. I don't have to sit and wait for it to load if I want to ch- change chapters. Oh, so, so nice. And I'm so happy that we got PS5s. Because I would be, yeah. like, kicking myself right now if I was trying to get one now or when the game came out. Yeah, that was the best decision we made. And, but, um, oh, yeah. yeah, we had discussed just real quick tangent. Um, I real I saw for, we were discussing this, Tom. Um, the deal that it is the paying the monthly for Series S mm-hmm. and um, besides the fact that you have to wait until it's in stock at a real retailer to get it, which I didn't know about. But so I still have to wait a little bit. But as much as we said not getting the thing, I think for the Xbox in general, if if you're giving me I pay twenty five dollars a month and, you know, and get it, that's fine. I don't think I would put out a. 300 or whatever up front without knowing if game pass was any good i know that sounds weird but i think i feel better paying the monthly yeah than than being out of it all at once that's probably a bad way of looking at it and how you get in debt really easily um because it's like ooh, smaller amount yeah uh, yeah (laughs) but you're paying for the console and game Game pass so it's not like you're you know yeah you're going to get them either way and it just happens to be all in one place at any at this point and i think i honestly if you have no interest in purchasing games and you're okay with the games not being 4k all the time or whatever 
that's definitely the way to go is to get the all access series s yeah because it's game pass has so much stuff and everything that they announced recently is going to be day one so i can't i can't express enough how crazy that is (laughs) yeah and and also uh, i was going back and forth i might wait a little bit still but i'm probably definitely going to get one soon um, sooner rather than later, just for the fact that I realized there might be games on Game Pass that don't come to Game Pass PC, you know, that I would want to play. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like if I can get a real cheap option to do that, I can. But um, I hope um, in the future um, all the upgrades um, when they're bringing things from PS4 and Xbox One to these new systems, that they are as good as the remake was, because that was that was pretty spectacular. And it it, it it completely blew Nintendo's bringing up from the Wii U to the Switch out of the water. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it's just like, oh, oh, I get it. I'm just waiting for that Death Stranding director's cut, which, I'm sorry, director's plus. <laughs> as as, as uh, Kojima-sensei said to call it. I, I think it's going to be... I, I think all of... Once, like... We get the next gen remakes, everything running at 60 FPS, 4K. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. But yeah, that's enough. That's enough rambling, <laughs> enough rambling about Final Fantasy seven yet again. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened since the last episode. And Jen is going to tell us all about it. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I figured I'd start with a fun one. Um so the there's been a new uh, record set for video game, a single video game being sold. Uh, so earlier this month, uh, a copy of The Legends of Zelda, uh, which applies to today, sold for $870,000, which did set the record for the most expensive single video game sale. Then two days later, an anonymous bidder broke that record and set a new one by far. They purchased a Super Mario 64 the final bid was $1.3 million with a 20% buyer's premium. So the final price was $1.5 million. Um, like just, just hearing these numbers is making me <laughs> sick to my stomach. Oh yeah. It was an original copy of the game. It was rated a 9.8. So practically perfect. It was sealed in its original packaging with the plastic and in a security case. Right. So we also so how have it to, was not absolutely perfect. I don't know. But. Well, we also have to be specific. These are like specific prints of the game mm-hmm. that are very rare. That's why they're going for so much money. Yeah. Um, normal, nor, normal games like this can go for a decent amount of money, but nothing will ever come <laughs> close to this. Yeah. Um, but. People make a big deal out of it, like, oh, I'm going to go sell all my games now. And I'm, right. and I'm thinking to myself, you're going to get zero dollars for, for a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the yeah, crazy the, thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say the, uh, the the Mario uh, 64 thing. Um, uh, yeah. Forgive me. I was distracted checking up on something. Um, that was what you mentioned, right? The one I went for one point whatever million dollars. Yep. Yeah. OK, because um, I know two things went this week, as, as you had mentioned. Um there's a feeling in my head that there's something a little off about that. Like it feels like uh, somebody bid that up in the sake of bringing slightly less graded games, like a 9.6 or seven and getting like triple what they would get um, 
for it because I think I I heard somewhere that the a 9.5 or something like three months ago went for like 40 grand like something ridiculously low and now all of a sudden this one you know goes for over a million I don't know in my head it's, it feels like it's two um, crypto boys just daring each other to bid this up I'm sure I'm sure it's something similar I, it's at this point it's all hype right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it'll die down it'll go away just like everything else right. um but you know the the problem is it won't go away until like life kind of goes back to normal it, it's kind of getting there but like i feel like once gpu prices go down and like the chip shortage stops people won't give a shit anymore <laughs> they'll go back to not caring about retro games i because people are like oh it's an investment it's not an investment it's a piece of silicon or yeah, a piece of silicon with chips on it. Uh, you know, no, it's not, it's nothing special. And we've talked about it a million times. Um, like emulation just like kills the value of these things and modern re releases. Like it's just really weird to me that this whole grading thing is, it, it, the whole thing's a scam, mm. <laughs> at least to me. That's what it feels like. Cause I'm sure you have to pay an astronomical amount to get it graded in the first place. And then you have to worry about seller fees and everything else. And sometimes you mm-hmm. probably don't even make any money off of it because I, like I saw somebody trying to sell call of duty ghosts for like the, the PC for $900 graded. What? And I'm thinking to myself, that's the worst call of duty game in the last 20 years. And you're yeah. trying to sell it for a thousand dollars. No one is purchasing that. That I don't care. A little crazy. No, I, like, I, I was hoping to go to too many games and bring my copy of NCAA Basketball 10 before <laughs> a new game gets announced and see if I could trade it for Saturn. Well, you see, that's different. They don't make those <laughs> games anymore. Yeah. And people want them. It's not like Super Mario 64. They made a bajillion copies of it. Mm-hmm. There's no like there's no reason for it to uh, to be that much money. Yeah. And it's Call a, of Duty, for that matter. It's a. The slightly younger generation than us uh, getting way too much money um, because of their knowledge of computers and now want to buy their childhood back. Well, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you did it reasonably. Yeah. You didn't I, just go to an auction and spend $1.5 million on a game you can't open. Right. right. That's, Someone the, has... that's, the, that's the other dumb thing. Like, no one's ever going to pay that much again. Mm-hmm. Most likely not. I hope not. I mean... Someone had the nerve to ask the because uh, it was heritage auctions that facilitated it. Yeah. And someone asked them if they thought if they had spoken to the person that purchased it and asked them if they were going to play it. And the person from the auction was like, I can tell you absolutely not. They're not going to open it like yeah. they just spent a million and a half dollars. They're not opening this game. What kind of question is that? <laughs> That, I mean, would sound, that would sound like somebody that was trying to scam that person and didn't put Mario 64 in the box. Would say. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, so did you oh, check to make sure it's in there, by the way? Oh, God. Yeah. But oh. yeah, just to, I mean, I can't. This game sold for like $60. And uh, $1.5 million later, someone is uh, the proud owner yeah. of this this game. Yeah, and there's not even any kind of special rarity or anything. Like, those Mario 3 inbox sealed and all like there's like uh slight differences in the box art and things like mm-hmm. that that make things more rare than others well and th- this I is just they're... this is just the normal you know mario 64 box and game 
like there's nothing unique about Have it. They said that. I thought there was. I thought there was. It was a specific print of the game. I could oh, be I, wrong. I just thought because it was a nine at nine point eight grade. That was the no, big thing. That it was I almost think, perfect. I don't think the grade was why it was so expensive. I think there was something else specific. Oh, I hope so. Not that I give a shit about it, but I'm pretty sure that that was the case. Anyway. Yes. So. Enough old old people <laughs> yelling at clouds. <laughs> yes. Although it is always entertaining to listen to it. Um, I just thought that was a fun way to start out. Uh, shot out of a cannon. That's right. Yeah. Shot it right out of a cannon. So um, our next story talks about good old Netflix branching out, shooting themselves out of a cannon as well, mm-hmm. um, because they are taking a, trying to take a step ahead of their competition by offering video game streaming, which is interesting. It's very um, interesting. Yeah. So within the next year, basically, they are planning on adding video games as a new genre. So basically, you'll be scrolling through and be like horror movies, documentaries, anime, video games. Um, they hired Mark Verdu to be its vice president of game development. And he'll be assisting the company with its like, overall gaming efforts while they roll this out. Um, and he was previously the vice president of content at Facebook Reality Labs. So he was in charge of their virtual reality stuff that they were working on there. Um, and he was also the senior vice president of um, EA Mobile. So, uh, so he a does track have record of success. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some background, not necessarily success, but, you know. Failing upwards. Love yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, it'll, somebody, be, it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out, I think. Somebody always needs a scapegoat, Mark. <laughs> Aw. Aw. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's like no details on it yet. It's just it's coming. And everyone yeah. be excited about the, it. Basically. The one thing, the one quote that I heard that was interesting, I don't know if it's in your story, Jen, but that um, there was a positive comment given, I forget the exact words because I don't have it in front of me, um, given by Tim Sweeney, um, you know, going, oh, this thing looks interesting, Netflix. Um, it, there was, yeah, there was a rumor that Sony may have been a partner in it or something. Yeah, that they want, um, you yeah. know, and it just seemed like it very much seemed like Fortnite, like going, hey, Fortnite can play on this, you know, sort of thing. And 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 uh, as a shot at Apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to take shots at Apple, though, when it comes to games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, we'll have to we'll definitely uh, be talking about it as we get more information on it and potentially see this roll out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that means Netflix prices are going to go up. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. Well, they're going to go up anyway, but I imagine that it is going to be a separate charge or it'll be its own package. Right. And it won't be like, you know, like an add on or something. Right. Like everyone won't have to pay for it. Right. That's that would be silly if everyone had to. But yeah, so we'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll be we'll be talking about it more within the next year until it comes out and afterwards. I'm interested to see how it works. Because obviously you'll need a controller. And if you're like, I don't know, watching it on a TV on like a Roku, I don't know how you're going to play. So I'm interested to see if it's only like if it only works in on um, on consoles or like a like a Chromecast or things like that. I'm interested to see. It'd be funny if it works on Apple TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could. It very well could. Yeah. We'll Who knows? That'll be the fun stuff we uncover as we find out more about it. Yeah. So to be continued, I guess. Um, so moving on, we have a new switch in our sites. Finally, 
Yeah, um, that's, that's not the one we wanted, though. No, it's not the one you want, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> so we're going to talk about just some basic stats on the new Switch and uh, tell you what we feel about it, which we kind of just did. But so uh, they finally announced they're coming out with a new Switch. It's called the Nintendo Switch OLED. Uh, it's price naming. Yes. Very, very clear as to what its main draw is there. Um, it's priced at $349, which is only $50 more than the current, um, standard switch. And it's coming out this year on April, uh, August 8th. Oh my God. I'm reading the word October and I'm saying everything except the word October, (laughs) October 8th, 2021. And you can currently pre-order it if you're interested. Um, like I said, its main draw is the seven inch OLED display. So it is about, depending on which switch you have, it's either two or one inch or no two or three inches bigger than the current switch um so in case you don't know oled is designed basically to give you more vibrant colors and deeper blacks than a standard lcd would um but this switch is still going to play at 720p which is the same as the current switch so there's not going to be a final finer level of detail that you would expect a you know the next switch to have yeah i mean Um, they've they've come out and said the internals are basically the same they're exactly the same yeah like there's no there's no difference in the internal even in the the dock the dock itself is also the same yep. they, they just added a ethernet port right that's it <laughs> that's yeah i mean one feature i would be excited about is the they're coming out with a wider adjustable kickstand which is a lot more sturdy than the current one because i snap that thing off like constantly <laughs> it's so irritating the kickstand on the standard switch I so never this use one is it. I I rarely use it now because of how annoying it is to me. But sometimes I want to stand up the switch like if I'm being lazy and like laying on my side, but I still want to play my switch and look. I don't know. Whatever. I've used it and I've snapped it off. So having a more sturdy kickstand, it should have been a feature that was built in in the first place. But this one like spans almost the whole entire switch, um, which is nice. Um and like as Tom just said, it has the same processor, RAM, and general specs as the current standard switch. So we're not going to see performance improvement or load times. Like that's the big draw to all these new consoles coming out right now is the performance and the load times. So that's lacking. Um, the storage though is double the size of the standard switch built-in storage. So it's going to be 64 gigabytes instead of 32. Um, oh, you can you can put two games on it now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I personally am a fan that they're coming out with a new color all over white. Not that I'm going to be getting this. I can say I will not be getting this, but I (laughs) can appreciate if you saw my setup, which you will eventually you, I would appreciate the all over white coloring. I think that looks really nice, but standards available too. If you like the, you know, the colorful, the colorful connectors, but yeah. So, I mean, overall, what are our thoughts on this guy? I mean, I mean, I mean, me and Tom also said we weren't getting PS fives, so. that's true (laughs) i mean i i'm not gonna get it i might the only thing i would think about getting is the um is the new colorway for the um for the joy con that might that's about it that's only because i only have one set of joy con so and i i love white stuff like my my pcs are all white like my my keyboards are white i like i have white controllers so that's about the only thing I would think about getting, but what a waste of everybody's time <laughs> this thing is. Yeah. Well, here's my theory. Um, I think they've been trying to figure out a way to do like a Switch Pro, as we're calling it, 
you know. But Nintendo's so cheap that the thought to have to pay extra because of the chip shortage to be able to get that horsepower made them just go, ah, why don't we put out what we have, which is the new screens. Right. You know, just to get something out there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the shortage dies down in the next six months to a year, which I don't think is going to be the case, um, that we see the Switch Pro next year. Um, but if you get to 2022 and beyond, they might as well just do Switch 2 and just do a whole new thing. It'll be six, seven years at that point since the you know Switch has been out mm-hmm. or even in development. Um, and you can just start from scratch. Hopefully it's a similar thing um, you know, to... Uh, you know, what they did with this with the dock and the handheld um, instead of trying to go back to having a home system and a separate carry system um, with handheld. Well, here's here's my main problem with it. It has no audience. The people who wanted a handheld switch only bought the switch Lite. Mm -hmm. This is is this product is based on people wanting to play in handheld mode, but if you wanted to play in handheld mode, you already bought a Switch Lite. Right. You're not going to spend $350 more for this Switch. The only, yeah, the only market that they have, like true market, is the collector. Yeah, Right. That's Someone it. who says, I need it in this all-white color like me. <laughs> and I need it just because I need it, because I have every other console, or that's my goal. So, and the other thing is, you can buy the dock and the Joy-Con separately. You right. can buy all the new stuff. And you don't have to buy the new Switch, which, again, makes no sense. Yeah. And the one thing Nintendo's banking on is what it's always done with their systems is when they've done the, the little upgrades, like going from DS, 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 DSi, 3DS, you know, 3DS XL, new 3DS, is that essentially what happens is somebody buys, like, a um, the new thing that came out, the OLED, if they, let's say they had the Switch Lite. And now they get this because it's a better screen, even though it's more expensive. They're going to hand that Switch Lite to a little brother, you know, a, a younger, you know, family member, maybe a friend or something, give their old system to them. And then that person's going to buy software and increase their sales there. Um, and I can see them thinking that that's what they're going to do here um, with this. And Nintendo is rarely wrong with this. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think just the Wii U might have been their first failure in a long time um, in terms of, of, you know, handheld or console itself. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's exactly what they're thinking is that if they get a certain percentage of the current base to upgrade and that base hands off their old systems to other people, it, it doubles their software sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I just again, I just don't know who I this is literally just a collector's. Right, and then that collector's yeah. not going to get rid of their original Switch, right? Yeah. Right. right. And silly. Yeah, they, I, but they're just counting on that cuz they're the right. only manufacturer that can do that. Because yeah. you don't buy a new you you don't go buy the PS4 Pro and then give your little brother the PS4 because you both need to hook it up to a television. Right. Well, yeah. right, but it's it's different though cuz a Switch you can play yeah, I mean, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I just that, feel like th- if you're gonna do that, buy them a Switch Lite. I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it's just it's just the thing where that's what I'm not saying it's right or wrong, Tom. 
No, I'm just I, saying yeah, that's what Nintendo's banking on. Yeah, right? because well, that's what happened with the 3DS and you know the DS mm-hmm. is they yeah, just well, the, did like small the 3D, upgrades. Like they the 3DS they did so many stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and the DS too, but they did the 3DS. Then they did the 3DS. Um, they did they had two different models of the 3DS, and then they did the 3DS XL. Mm-hmm. And then they did like 800 versions of the 3DS XL. <laughs> yeah. And then they did the the new 3DS, and then they did the new 3DS XL. Yeah. So this is like it, it's like a it's like a TikTok thing, like a tick. It, tick is a minor upgrade, talk is a major upgrade, and they they've now done two ticks. They need a talk. <laughs> yes, they do. Or or and, boom. Or yeah, boom. You can go tick 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 boom. Yeah. Right. But Aww. yeah. So I, you know, I, I, lo- I love Nintendo products, but this one just makes no sense to me. And I just hope that they um, have something big planned for next year. Yeah. Because it's obvious we're not getting a Switch Pro this year. That's not happening. Nope. Um. So I'm just hoping that because everybody, they don't even need to do a whole like the the handheld part doesn't need to be overhauled that much it's if they put the like the dlss technology into the dock then they'll they'll be fine that's really all they need to worry about is the upscaling but like the fact that triple a games won't even run on this right now and it's going to it's going to then uh be streaming only just is so dumb to me but you know what it's nintendo does what nintendo does this is a perfect example of that so I guess let us know if you plan on buying it and why. Yes. Because we'd be yes. interested to hear another opinion. Because we're pretty very, much on the same page about it. I'm very interested to hear if anybody actually wants this thing for mm-hmm. for their stuff. Like, yeah. I don't. And I like Nintendo stuff. I've purchased pretty much everything. I have a Wii U and I purchased it new. So it's not like, uh, it's not like a, I, don't, <laughs> I don't buy weird Nintendo stuff. So... Let us know what you think of that. Yeah. Okay. So moving right along, we're going to segue into the Switch Killer. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, yeah, Valve has announced they are releasing a handheld device called the Steam Deck. Uh, So this is going to be able to play, they say, any game in your Steam library. Um, So it's basically aiming to be the Nintendo Switch for PC gaming, essentially. Right. Um, That's what it looks like. Right. And the concept is it's not just a console, it's more of a portable PC. So you can plug it into a monitor or a TV, you can install apps and software on it, you could use it to watch streaming video, um, you could even install other game stores on it, supposedly. Um, yeah, they haven't, they've said, I've heard Epic, but I haven't heard any other ones yet. Yeah, yeah, we're still getting information on it, but um, it's going to be running on a new version of Steam OS, which is Valve's um, Linux-based operating system. Although you can play Windows games, um, and you can actually supposedly uninstall Steam OS and just install Windows. So uh, well, c- that's a good thing because right in the past, um, Valve put out console-like uh, computers previously. They were called Steam boxes. Mm-hmm. Which only ran Steam OS, and they were not good. As you as you may know, they don't really exist anymore. <laughs> if, if people listen to this, going, what's a Steam box? Just just look it up. There were like it was one of those things where a bunch of companies were supposed to make them, and nobody did. Like three companies made them, and they weren't good. 
and they only ran SteamOS, which right. ended up being a terrible idea. Yeah. So that and was this, boom, essentially. This is kind of reminding me of that, and I'm hoping that Valve has learned from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The so, uh, the best thing they've ever made is the Steam Link, and um, in terms of making hardware. Um, so um. Still on the fence. I hope it doesn't have the um, risk risk destroying issues that the Switch had, unless if you buy the grip. Well, this um, this it. seems to have some girth under the like mm-hmm. it's it seems ergonomic. It's made by PC people. I would hope it's ergonomic. Yeah. Um. So I could just run through the stuff that we know so far, and we could pause and talk about anything that seems interesting or weird or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, so they are start expected to start delivering in December 21 of this year, but that does not mean that if you reserve one, you're going to get it this year. Um, they have an expected order availability depending on the um, storage size that you wind up getting. So it goes it well into 2022 at this point. And that's and that, just, I mean, they're still, they just went up for pre-order. So that could continue to be extended real quick. Uh, apparently yeah. it was a shit show. Oh, it was a shit show. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. But not surprising in this climate, right? Yep. yep, Pre-orders and stuff. You would think Valve would have figured that out, though, but (laughs) we'll get to it. Yeah. So pricing is $399 for 64 gigs, $529 for 256 gigs, or $649 for 512 gigs. Um, And then spec-wise, yes, go ahead. So the 256 and 512 our NVMe storage mm-hmm. and the, the 64 is flash storage. So it's like a SD card basically. Right. So um, the, so the two more expensive ones are way faster than. The, yeah, exactly. The That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Does that mean also that the, the 64 one is easier to upgrade the memory than the other ones? Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll all have expandability from what, at least from what I can tell right now. Yeah, I think I think I did read that you can still pop in a, an SD card, but, you know, going from super quick load times to an SD is going to feel really bad. Yeah. Well. Um, so it's going to have a seven inch screen. Um, it runs on an AMD APU. Uh, and this stuff I don't personally know a lot about. So, Tom and Mark, if you guys want to jump in when I start saying these things, go right okay. ahead and tell us how yeah. good they might be. OK, so. Our CPU is a Zen 2 architecture, which is the same one found in AMD Ryzen 3000 processors. Okay, and it's um, also it's also what um, the newest consoles are based off of the yeah. PS5 and Xbox Series consoles. Yep. Um, the GPU is the RDNA 2 architecture, um, and it comes with a total of 512 cores, which is not a massive amount. I was reading. So basically, it's eight compute units like CUs, um, yep. and the Xbox Series S, just as a comparison, comes with 20 RDNA C- two CUs. Um, right. But so go ahead. I was going to say it, it can put out 720p, basically, but you're not going to get much better than that. Right. That's what. That's exactly what I was going to say. So the Xbox Series S is built to run 4K, and that piece, the stream, the Steam Deck. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing that too constantly. <laughs> well, it 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 didn't help that Elgato came out with the the Stream Deck the same day, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so having it only have to do 720p 
makes it a lot easier and it doesn't need nearly as much power, which right. is why the switch doesn't need a whole lot of power. Yeah. But yeah, it um, apparently they're I, you keep going. Cause I, I'm sure I'm going to talk over what, what, <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I know I mentioned it was a seven inch, uh, LCD touchscreen. So if you want to compare it to the new switch coming out, it won't be as vivid of colors. So, you know, there's that, uh, it is going to be still larger than the switch so it is almost 12 inches long by four and a half inches wide a little over four and a half inches wide and almost two inches thick so it weighs about a pound and a half i believe so it'll be slightly heavier than the current standard switch and a few inches larger and so forth so it's going to be a pretty hefty pretty hefty little device there um but it looks nice like we were just saying it does look hopefully it feels ergonomic Hopefully it's comfortable to use it because, you know, you're going to be yeah. able to plug it in to a, some kind of dock. They haven't. This is my concern. They haven't said any details on the dock other than it's going to be sold separately, which kind of sucks. But yeah, uh, but it's yeah. yeah, it's not surprising that they would do that either. Yeah. I would definitely get one, though. I, I have to have that option. I can't just do handheld anymore. It, honestly. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Apologies if you mentioned this, but did they mention in the story or have they yet if the uh, deck is going to be like go to 4K? They did not. They didn't say anything about the dock capabilities as far as I saw. They said it will have display port, but they didn't say, you know, what version or Hmm. any of that still being developed. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. I imagine that it'll be able to go up to 4K. That would be nice. Because that, yeah. that would make it the switch killer, you know, in terms sure. of that is if the dock is much better. Uh, mm-hmm. But as our friend Jonathan said in our chat, it's not going to outright kill the switch. It's fun to say that because <laughs> Nintendo is not going to legally put their games on the system. Right. Right. But it's it's PC gamers. They'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to come down to can a PC gamer like those hardcore PC gamers never go to console actually go to console? You, they will. They if, will. They, if they if if they want it enough, right? They'll like do if it. they want to play their games on on the go, sure. they'll do it. Yeah. Um. One thing that's kind of concerning to me about this is the battery life. Um. They're expecting it to last anywhere from two to six hours, depending on your game that you're playing. Which kind of sucks. Um, I don't think the Switch's battery life is amazing, but I mean, it's putting out like 720p, like we were talking about. Can you imagine if it was putting out any more? How no. much worse? Like two hours? I would like to get more than two hours that's of gameplay what, out all, of my. Console. That's all the Switch gives it gets gets you. Yeah. Usually about three to four, depending on the game. Right. Yeah. If you're playing like a AAA game, like if you're playing Breath of the Wild, you'll get about two hours. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. <laughs> so, I mean, that kind of stinks to me. That was like a little disappointing, but not surprising either, like we just said. Um, so, currently, you can reserve it for $5 right now. I'm sure Ooh, it's still going the on. Old, Suppo- the, supposedly, you can. The old well, GameStop method. Yeah. So, I can confirm you can because I did. Oh, I did it. Yeah. And the good thing about it is that you can cancel it whenever you want. (laughs) (laughs) So I might. You never know. Basically, I want to learn more about it, but I did want to reserve it and just see what the whole process was. Because as we alluded to before, it was a total shit show today when it first went on on pre-order. 
their servers were immediately overwhelmed and what customers basically were faced with either timeouts or error messages and people were being told that their account was too new even though they've had it for years yeah, that and it was, was just the, like it, that was the it, big thing i was seeing was that people yeah. were seeing that their account was too new which is the dumbest thing i've ever heard right i don't know or they i don't were, know what i don't know why that would even be a thing right like sorry thanks for joining us but you can't spend all that money with us yet you have to wait <laughs> it's weird i mean they do have weird restrictions about sending people gift cards too because when we did our giveaway on twitch and we had um we had some people win gift cards because i wasn't friends with them on steam already i had to wait like 48 or 72 hours before i could even send them a gift card so it's kind of doesn't surprise me that that's a thing either well um, I, that might be a anti-money laundering right effort. yes definitely yeah, there's a security thing going on there, but it didn't surprise me that, you know, people are getting these weird messages about like the length of time that you've been a member. Um, I think they were also saying that they were getting error messages saying like you've made too many purchases within the last few hours. Like just any, I guess, error message that could potentially pop up was popping up for people because the server was having a meltdown. Yeah, the server uh, was not. Yeah. Not doing well because I, I went on just to see what was happening and i like couldn't even get on the steam website what time was, was that Do you uh i want to say it was like three three four o'clock oh wow yeah so i did mine around five ish maybe five five thirty yeah so i guess it got its life together in the few hours after when i did it yeah um but what i did was i did the five dollars and i did the 512 gig one um well of course yeah, because I mean, it. Why not? <laughs> and it'll I mean, have. You're not gonna buy it, so sure. Right. It'll have the fastest storage. It has like anti-glare glass. It has a case. I don't care about that. It has a bundle, which I don't care about, and it also has a virtual keyboard, which I don't care about. But I would. I picked it because the most important thing to me is, you know, the storage. Uh, so yeah, that's what I did. I did it. So we'll see as we continue to learn more about it and the whole docking system and everything else. We'll see if I change my mind. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what do you guys what do you guys what are your thoughts on the, the switch killer here? I mean, I'm interested to see if it's upgradable, number one, because that was that was a big problem with this. The steam boxes was they were not very easily upgradable. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm interested to see if this is going to just be, you know, stuck as 16 gigs of ram and and whatever storage you get plus an sd card that I mean, would be it absolutely does, terrible it doesn't look like you can upgrade it like it looks like it's put together and not meant to be taken apart yeah. but I, you never know it's a pc thing and it's nobody has seen one in person yet so it's also weird to me that it doesn't have a kickstand I guess it's because the controller's built in. Mm -hmm, yes, yeah, so you don't have the reason to like prop it up anywhere, essentially. But I just wish they would get rid of those stupid touchpads. But the touchpads are there, I guess, to make it work with, with PC games that don't work with a controller. But they had them on the Steam controller, and no one ever used them, ever. They were just a waste of space. Mm -hmm. um, so, Tom, prediction. How many years until you can buy this for a dollar on Steam? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it three years because that's what I did with my my uh, what's it called? I, I got um, the Steam link for five dollars. I got the Steam link for five dollars, too. <laughs> they were they're they were literally giving them away. Yeah. And how much did the Steam link start out as? Do you remember? 60. 
Sixty, okay. yeah, something like 60, that. Sixty, I think. So you if you do five. like figure out the math equivalent there, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll know the price of the Switch Killer in three years will be yeah. like seventy dollars or something. Yeah, but that's what always happens with everything but the index or whatever their VR thing is. That yeah, it happened they, with the, the Steam controller was the same thing. It was a dollar. It was like a dollar. They were just yeah, or, giving or away. Or you got it for free with the the with this, the link. Yeah. When they still had in when they still had inventory. That's painful to hear. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying the last thing they put out didn't do that. You know, they haven't they haven't given away VR headsets yet. Well, it's because yeah. it's a VR headset. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're actually hope there's there's very minimal uh assumptions that you might be able to run VR with uh with the stream. Uh, I don't don't think it's going to be powerful enough. They said it's not meant to, but they can see it being a possibility, which is kind of dangerous wording because. Yeah, you don't want to think about. Don't put that out there because people are going to be like, hey, I want I want it to run. Right. Because that's the big thing right now. It's starting to, you know, get more traction VR. So you don't want people to be like, oh, that's an added bonus. And then be real pissed dropping seven hundred dollars and finding out that it doesn't really work. Yeah, like that's that's the problem with like Nintendo stuff. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't tell you anything, and then people like get it in their head what this thing is gonna do. Like the with the Switch, the Switch Pro stuff. Like people were have been saying for months that this thing was gonna come out, and then people are pissed that it didn't come out. Like you can't, you can't be pissed because yeah. they never said anything about Ryan. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept. I hope it works. Mm-hmm. Because it will be just another option for people, yeah. especially people who, you know, don't give a crap about Nintendo. Right. And I'm guess since it's a Linux based operating system, this thing will become uh, an emulation machine. Like all em- all the like RetroPie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's all Linux based. So I, I can guarantee you once these things get cheaper, they will be like the number one retro gaming handheld that you could buy. Yeah. So you might have to get it, Tom. And eventually I might have to get it. <laughs> when it's a dollar, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm looking at the back here of this dock and it's DisplayPort 1.4 and HDMI 2.0. So that's capable of 4K, both of those things. So I'm guessing when it's plugged in, you could get a, a 4K resolution. Whether it so. will play in a 4K resolution is a totally other story, a total other story, but it will be able to produce a 4K resolution. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, that's, we'll learn more about it, and then we'll learn if I keep my pre-order or not. <laughs> As every every one of our stories, for the most part, has ended it that way. We'll see how it goes. Well, that's so. that's just the way things are right now. Until yeah. there's stock of these things, it's just, you know. Yep, it's ever-evolving. It's just a crapshoot. Yeah, and that's it. That's all I got. That's all she wrote. That's That's, that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it was fun. I uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm not excited about hey. is water is water levels. Don't you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that Mark and I and most most normal people really hate water levels in video yeah. games. But Jenny <laughs> loves. I don't yeah. know why we we can't we haven't been able to figure out why, but they're the worst. <laughs> They're always the worst. Nothing ever works right in a, in a at a water level, and it just is a, an exercise in frustration when you're trying to play a water level. 
and most people, if you are our age, know the water level that most people hate. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I figure we should start with our favorites, just okay. so we're not super negative to start yeah. off. There you go. Uh, I have two favorites. Uh, I don't know how many you guys have, but uh, I imagine they'll be overlapping because there's not too many good ones. I have three favorites, one honorable mention, and only one that I decided I could really drag. Okay. So, I don't know how you guys want to do it. <laughs> uh, Mark, how about you go first with your favorites? And yeah, then we'll so, just go around so um, I only have one off the top of my head that, you know, I really love. Uh, not love, but, you know... I'm actually not bad at and um and I I don't mind the water levels in the NES Mario games. Um I'm actually not too bad at them. You're, um, you're because, a better person than me because I hate those <laughs> with a passion. Um, maybe because there's less <laughs> platforms in it and maybe. that mm. makes it easy for me. Then you have those like flying penguin fish. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no, no, I, I don't mind them. Um, you know, I think we might have the same one we absolutely hate, so we'll get to that. Um, and I'm going to say one that may not think of an actual water level, because it's essentially the entire game. But I really like the Jaws game for NES. Okay. That 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 game's real good, and it's a, it's, it's an entire game of a water level. Um, I it, Of games that have water levels, that's probably the one I've played the most of. Um, considering that games like Ocarina and stuff like that, it's only one temple, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that's out of the entire game, that's a but, um, but yeah, yeah. So that, that was my weird one, um, that I do really love that, that Jaws game. And if that counts as an, as a water level, then sure, why not? that's the one, but yeah, yeah, those, those are really the two I had. Okay. Well, since Jen likes water levels, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, go next. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. The the saving grace to water levels to me is generally good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the two favorites that I picked are all, pretty much only because they have good music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one is Jolly Roger Bay for Mario 64. Yeah. It, surprisingly, Mario 64 is not awful when it comes to swimming mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Like it's not it it doesn't make you want to kill yourself trying to control and get coins and stuff like there's not really any attacking that happens underwater in Mario 64 which is nice it's it's way less common than other games like Sonic or things like that but the music in Jolly Roger Bay is Chef's Kiss so good mm-hmm. uh it's one of those ones where you I could just listen to it outside of playing the game the other one is Coral Capers in Donkey Kong Country. Uh, again, music. Also, Donkey Kong Country somehow managed to get swimming right. And the when they give you the uh, the swordfish, I forget what the swordfish's name is, but it makes it makes controlling underwater a hundred times easier. And it's not that difficult to get to get the swordfish to to ride it. And it's it's kind of like having a star in Mario. It's uh, it makes life way easier. And it doesn't make me want to pull my hair out when I'm playing a, a water level. Um, but yeah, Donkey Kong Country, Mario 64. The, those are those are the pinnacle of uh, of uh, water levels for me. Is it my turn? 
Yes, Jen, go ahead. <laughs> so <clears throat> I totally agree with what you said. Music, the uh, the graphics and the music are my main draws for water levels. Because like you said, a lot of times they're very difficult and frustrating and the swimming mechanics are terrible or you're having to worry about breath timers and stuff like that. Um, so I just, I'll go, I'll name my top three, starting with my third and then go to my first. Okay. So my third is maybe kind of cheating a little bit. It's Subnautica the entire game. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a water level. It's a water level, a water level game. It's, yeah. I don't think that's cheating. That's, that's yeah. fair. It's especially, I'll say the first few hours of gameplay. <clears throat> Cause I, I knew what I was getting into when I, I booted the game up sort of. But it blew me away when it starts because there's just this super powerful sense of eeriness when you wake up in this. Um, basically, how it starts is you you get into an escape pod and this ship that you're on blows up. So you wake up in this escape pod. You have no idea what's going on in the game. You go outside and you just see that you're surrounded alone by water and your ship is on fire and it's just floating in the ocean and you don't know where you are. You don't know what to do at all. Like the game is just like, good luck. <laughs> and you literally have to swim around and search for things and just figure out how to survive. And it's yep. so powerfully like eerie and just beautiful and realistic. And the like the graphics are super realistic. The water is amazing. The music is incredible. Like the sounds in this game are so immersive. It's so creepy and so awesome. Yeah. And I kind of think maybe you, I know you don't like water levels, but I feel like you, this is a different kind of water level where you, you have no choice but to be in it for the most part. And it's, it's different. It's, it's kind of like, well, it's an exploration. It. Yeah. It's an thing. exploration and survival game. It's very cool. It's, it's almost like a Minecraft style because you, you do build stuff eventually. Yeah. Um, it's puzzles. It's like mist and Minecraft rolled up and then stuck underwater. <laughs> but it's really super pretty, like mist. It's so cool. I don't know how to explain it really, but it's yeah, I'll, I'll have so to great. give it a shot. I, I think yeah. Subnautica is on Game Pass, so I might it have is. to check it out. Yeah, I got it for free on Game Pass. I think, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, and now they have Subnautica Two, which is like I think a frozen world. I forget the exact name of it, but I knew that I would be more interested in the underwater part, so I went with that one first. Um, but it's just a really incredible game. So very unique, I think, personally. And again, very pretty. It, the music is so cool. So you should definitely. And it's it's alien life forms. So you don't know anything about it at all. You know, like you play a farming simulator. And if you're really into farming, you might know how to use some of this equipment that other people wouldn't. But like this game, it's just all fake. So you mm -hmm. don't know how to use anything. Essentially, yeah, that makes that definitely makes it interesting. It makes you have to try to learn how things work. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. So that was uh, very quickly became one of my favorite uh, water level flash games. Um, then my next one, a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this because <laughs> this is like the classic. I effing hate that level. And that's the Ocarina of Time Water Temple. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Maybe I like torturing that? myself. I don't what is know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> So I think I decided because I was I was trying to like list my feelings on this one. And I came to the conclusion that I like it because of how difficult it is, which is weird. This is my second favorite water level. 
the difficulty of this of this was so it's it's difficult, but it didn't push me to want to stop playing. It actually made me more determined to keep trying to beat it, just like Bionic Commando, sort of. <laughs> it's just it's super complex where you have to switch from wearing the iron boots and not wearing them and then raising and lowering the levels of the water to get to the different platforms and having to remember where everything is because a lot of stuff looks very similar in the main chamber um, and you have to start over sometimes. I just had so much fun with it. The music, again, I thought it was really cool. It's a little creepy, too, because you're exploring, you know, the the temple. And I think it just looked really cool. Everything about it, I really enjoyed it. It was, like I said, it was difficult. It took me forever. But it was one of my favorite parts of Ocarina, uh, Ocarina of Time was playing was playing the water temple. And so, that's fair. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point is trying to figure out what we, mm-hmm. why we like this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know, I know everyone, a lot of people hate, hate that level, like with a burning passion. So come at me. Uh, and then my favorite water level of all time was uh, Jolly Roger Bay from Super Mario 64. Yeah, see? Yeah. And everything you said, I totally agree with. Um, <laughs> the music is the first thing. I remember when I was a kid and I played this game for the first time, the first thing that I loved about this level was the music. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I love it. And then I, I'm... I love the beach and I love water and all that. I think it's gorgeous. So then looking at it, it looks really great too. So I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be great. Um, But yeah, this is by far my favorite water level in any game. Um, It's, it's complex enough too, where uh, it's difficult. You have, you know, the ship, you have different puzzles, you have the breath counter, which can get annoying. Um, Like you said, the swimming mechanics are actually pretty smooth. Like it's, it's not overall the most frustrating water level that you're going to come up against. Um, and again, it just, it looks so nice. Like everything about it. I just love it. It's one of those things that I, I've loved it for so long, like as a kid that a lot of it, I think is nostalgia for me, mm-hmm. but I can still like, I'll, that's the first thing I go to when I pop the game in, like, I'll try to get there as soon as I possibly can. Cause it's my favorite, my favorite <laughs> level. So I know I'm, I, it's weird. I, I can't even explain why I like water levels so much. I really can't. I try. I mean, they're, I mean, personal. For the most part, they're kind of peaceful, generally. They're, yeah, typically. Uh, it, in the after after the 16-bit era, and yeah. they were when they were able to make them a 3D space, I feel like they were much they were more of a peaceful journey as opposed to, oh my God, I have to get out of the water before I uh, my character dies because <laughs> yeah. I can't breathe. Right. But yeah. um, yeah. I would say my my honorable mention. That I won't go into details because it's just it's the whole game. I was gonna mention Bioshock, but that's it. It's my honorable mention. Okay. The whole game is underwater, essentially. That's fair. So, yeah, but that's it. Those are my top three. All right, Mark. Uh, what's your least favorite? The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's really the it's by far the worst water level I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Do we yeah. all have the same? Because that was my uh, I have too. I have another one, but we, <laughs> yeah. we can talk about mine this. was one of Jen's favorites, so we can Oh, Ocarina of Time? Correct. Let's talk about it. Why I... why don't you like it? Yeah, it's okay if you don't. I think one of the frustrating things, and maybe it was just the I haven't played Ocarina in a while, but the one thing I remember from the control scheme of that is the the fact of now, correct me if I'm wrong. It might be maybe I'm thinking of a different water part from that. But the fact of that you had to equip and unequip the boots um, and go into like the menu each time to do that 
if I remember correctly, the iron boots. Um, but um, yeah, it's just what, what I don't like about water levels, especially in that game, um, is that it, it's the controls haven't been perfected enough that it just feels like um, I well, how's the right word. I'm trying to do a word that's not a water pun. Um, <laughs> you know, it uh, just floaty. Yeah, floaty. it just it just doesn't it just doesn't work at, at, in Ocarina. I mean, some of the other water um, elements to games in the future, um, you know, the way the water feels in uh, when you need to swim around and stuff in well, what's it called um, in Breath of the Wild and you know Twilight Princess and stuff like that are I have no ill will to those, but I think it's just a combination of early 3D Zelda controls, um, probably the least interesting du- dungeon to me of those dungeons. Um, and it just is something that I don't look forward to while having when replaying that game. There's no specific reason. It's yeah. fair. I mean, you're allowed to not like it. That's mm-hmm. the whole. Um, but yeah. So other than that, the uh, the hate for the the TMNT level, I think is I think everybody who's ever played that game that's their that's their least favorite level of all time. I, if yeah. I had to guess, that level is offensive. Yeah, did you? You guys have seen the speed run of that game, right? I watched it after you said after you said to watch it, and mm-hmm. watching them get through that was like I wanted to knock my head against the wall because <laughs> I, I did not want to. I never wanted to ever do that again. Yeah, yeah. it was right because yeah. even the speed run and the people that know that game inside and out still almost die. Mm-hmm. Numerous and, times and just barely get to each bomb in time. And these people play this game every single day. That's insane. To train for these. Yep. And they they still haven't figured out how to make that level tolerable. Nope. It's it's probably the second most complained about level um <laughs> in speedrunning. You know, it's this one and the the battle toads like ski do section or whatever that's called. It does have an actual name. Yeah. Um, the, uh, cave run or something the like speed, that. The speeder run or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two I've always seen complaints about that. Speedrunners are like, yeah, we don't know how to make this any more quicker or easier. We we have not figured it out. Even even Taz speedruns, you know, it it there it's just that level. I don't know what they were thinking. They were trying to put some tension in the game, I guess, with the timer, and then mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just it's pretty bad. It's 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 the one I would say 75 to 80 percent of people in our age range that have that played video games growing up will yeah. have a memory of that game for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. Uh, and not only that, when you are down, is it when you go when you get down in health, does it start beeping or does the timer beep? I can't remember. There's some awful sound that yeah. happens during <laughs> that level time. on top of the stress of everything else. <laughs> yeah, I remember we played this retro a while back and I remember you guys. I think I don't know if you had both played it previously. I think you had. And you were like, just yeah. wait. Just yep. wait, you're gonna have feelings about this game. <laughs> and I oh the the controls, this like talking about going from something like Super Mario 64, where the swimming controls were great, and then going to that game where it was like con- you were trying to control float around everything that could kill you on a oh. timer before you like no, no. Offensive. Horrible. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> it was offensive. That's how bad it was. Yes. <laughs> it was offensive. Uh, 
god. But yeah, my my other least favorite water level is Kingdom Hearts 2 mm. uh Little Mermaid section. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um uh well, the Kingdom Hearts 1 one is bad enough. The Kingdom Hearts 2 one is like a rhythm game that's not that the the rhythm game is terrible. But swimming in Kingdom Hearts 1 is awful and battling underwater is terrible. It's like the worst part of that game. It's one of those it's one of those uh sections of the games where you just try to get through it as quickly as possible and never want to go back there. So, yeah, it, if if you guys if, if anybody listening has played Kingdom Hearts and knows what I'm talking about, hit us up on Twitter and and just agree with me cuz I need I need someone to shake just just not along with me cuz it's mm-hmm. awful. Uh any any other honorable mentions? Um Besides, no, besides really Mario, just, yeah, <laughs> the original Mario, yeah, and Bioshock. I think that's pretty much. I mean, I I just have a overall, <clears throat> excuse me, an overall deep appreciation of water levels most of the time. Like for a second, I even liked the the TMNT one until I realized it was terrible. But <laughs> I always get excited when I see a water level. I'm like, oh yay! So Un- until know. you realize that TMNT chose violence. Yeah, they chose they chose something. Remember what about the uh the jungle book, Mark? Wasn't there a cool waterfall level in that that we kinda liked? Yeah, yeah, but that was yeah. completely underwater. Yeah. But there there was the water element was there. It was the main focus. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, all yeah. water levels are great. Minus <laughs> the one that we just well, talked about. I don't remember was there a water level in Bionic Commando? I didn't get far enough. I didn't get the I didn't get far enough, but I I don't think there was a main water level. No. That's weird. You would think think, well, I guess in a thing where you where you swing around, there's not really there's not really water. You don't really want it. Uh I my other honorable mention is any Sonic level where there's water. I I was I was just gonna say, can we can we all come to agreement that our adult anxiety comes from the Sonic losing his breath music? Oh my, mm, god. my god, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. You can hear it in your head. Yep. It, it, you know exactly what we're talking about. And that that bubble coming up is like the, the biggest sigh of relief ever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. A game where you're supposed to go fast. Let's th- let's stick them in a water level. That's a great idea. That's, that's the ugh, that's yeah. the one con of Sonic, is that only the first level is fast. Yeah. At least in the first Sonic. Sonic 2 is a lot better. Uh, cuz we right we played we played Sonic 2 and Yeah, you almost beat you got you got uh over halfway through that game. That's mm-hmm. right. On stream, I, yeah. That's true. Sonic 2 is a thousand times better than Sonic 1. Correct. Come come at me comments. Come at me. <laughs> Sonic 2 is the best the best Sonic game as far as I'm. Uh but yeah, any Sonic game any Sonic level where there's water is terrible. Even yeah. Even uh, Sonic Adventure with the with the whale, because you're not even controlling that. But yeah, I, 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 all right, enough enough venting on this. <laughs> we 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 now know why Jen enjoys water levels. We've we've given you some good ones. They they may they they may bring you back from the dead on these on uh, on water levels. So check those water levels out if you have never played them, and uh, let us know what you think about them. Uh, luckily, the retro roulette game this week did not have a water level. It was just surrounded by water. <laughs> it was somewhat. just surrounded by water. <laughs> there was no actual water level. Yeah. Uh, so for retro roulette this week, we played The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo mm-hmm. Entertainment System, and uh, it was a 
it was a lot more fun than I remembered it being. I don't know. I I, I guess once see Zelda is one of those games where once you learn where things are, it becomes a lot more fun because you mm-hmm. you don't you're not lost. So Zelda, this is the Legend of Zelda is one of the first like adventure games on the NES. Obviously, it's uh it's one of one of the biggest Nintendo franchises of all time at this point, but nobody knew it was going to be that when they released it in 1986. Uh, and uh, a lot of people really love the, the, the whole Zelda series now. Um, and a lot of people overlook this game. And not, maybe not overlook, but maybe it's not their favorite. Uh, as you've heard previously from Mark. Uh, yeah. Mark, why don't, you, why don't you get it out yeah. of the way first? Because I'm sure you've got some thoughts on Legend of Zelda. Yeah, which is going to disappoint people. Um, I've never said in my conversations with Anne <laughs> that I dislike this game. Um, this game is really good um, when you consider the time period it was released in and the limitations they have in the technology, which is the fact that you can only get 255 coins, you know, and things like that. Um, the My only main gripe um, with this game is um, just the, you know, the amount of enemies they sometimes put in a room. Um, it can be frustrating. Um, and the way that fairies don't fully heal you. And it just, it becomes a, a, it really becomes like an old school, like grinding RPG at times. Where you have to go buy the blue potion so that if you get in a room where you start dying, that's the only way to get the full health once you have, once you've collected almost all the hearts. Um, and if you run out of that potion and then you run out of money, you have to go back and grind for money and then, you know, um, do all that stuff. Um, that's really the only gripe, but then again, that's probably a limitation of the, of the, of the, uh, hardware they were working with, um, that they couldn't let you get $999 or, or rupees. Well, Um, yeah, there, there was a limit like 255 is the most it's an integer limit yeah integers right it's the integer limit that you can go to yeah which is which is annoying but you know it's yeah. it is what it that's, is that's really the only annoyance and there's nothing they, the game designers could do about it right um the one thing that um that i did enjoy from a i haven't i haven't played it in a long time but just uh remembering where stuff was and then just for the hell of it to get past things before this podcast, looking them up and going, oh, crap, that's pretty cool, um, is that this this is the first game that sort of, um, at least that became a mainstream hit. I'm sure there were probably some RPGs and stuff that did this, that just um, encouraged uh, trial and error on things. Yeah. Like knowing which bush to burn, and especially the way the candle works. Um, you go in, you try one bush, doesn't work, got to go off screen, come back on. Try another bush, go off screen, come back on. Um, and it just it taught a whole generation of, of video game players to just try everything. Um, See, it becomes the staple of RPGs. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, my main gripes between uh, this one and um, Link to the Past, um, besides the obvious, as you go to 16-bit, there's more things you can do. They... they um, refine the controls and you can shoot in seven you can swing your sword in eight directions instead of four um you know things like that um is that uh link to the past was a little more forgiving 
in terms of not letting you get lost. Like, uh, this game is meant, like I said, it's meant for you to explore. So it gives you very vague hints, like, to the northwest, you know, by the water, you'll find this, and that's it, you know. And without actually having the Nintendo Power map in front of you, you would have no idea, you know, exactly where it is, unless if you sat and hand-drawn the map, which a lot of people did mm-hmm. back then. Um, that's really my only only main issues. This game's amazing. It's a trendsetter. It, it gets just about everything else right. I wish the boss fights were a little more interesting. Um, but again, 8-bit NES. There's only so much you can do. You can have a one-headed dragon and then a three-headed dragon um, as an improvement on boss design. Um, and then I I don't know if I like the idea. Another thing where I, I feel Link to the Past is superior um, is the idea of the item in the dungeon is how you beat the dungeon. Um, not every no. Not every item in the dungeons is required to beat that dungeon. Um, like what you get in dungeon one, um, you don't have to get the boomerang. Um, you don't have to get anything really. You don't have to get anything in there, you know, to, to beat that dungeon. Um, you know, that, that's the only thing is that, um, and I guess it was their thing where you could go in any dungeon at any time, um, sort of mentality. Only certain ones were closed off because of you needed certain items to get to them. Mm. Um, but for the most part, you can get into most of them, um, with three hearts if you wanted to. Uh, so it's just that stuff. It's more quality of life and preference for me. And, and I always think that, and it's the main argument I made with Ant was that I, I believe it's, if I'm going to sit somebody in front of a Zelda game to see if they like the concept of the game, the easiest one and shortest one to put them in front of is Link to the Past. Because they will know pretty quickly if they like the concept of the game before you start getting them into the Ocarina of Time, which is a long game, or or the original Legend of Zelda, which is a very uh, unforgiving, frustrating game. Um, and so that's why I would always start new players off at Link to the Past um, if they ask me, you know, where I should start. Um, I, I think, you know... I think the only thing that might change that opinion is Breath of the Wild so open that you could just send a kid to do that, but then it's not the actual Zelda, you know, that all the other games have followed. Um, it, it's really... The thing I learned about this, playing this, is that this game is great. Um, I didn't... I didn't get bored at any point playing it, um, which can be a problem with 8-bit NES games at times. Um, or And I didn't get frustrated. Um and yeah, I'm more interested to hear. I think Jenny has never played it before. Her opinion, mm-hmm. um, as someone who's really only beaten Link to the Past and you know the the 3D games. So, yeah. um, so when I first started playing this, I, I like Mark just said I had never played this game before, and I played a Link to the Past, and I had feelings about that. So I was interested to see what I would think of this game. And obviously, the biggest annoyance to me right off the bat was the fact that there's no map. Um, there's a big rectangle and a tiny little dot, and that's you and where you are in the world. And I started drawing out my own map because I didn't, I was trying to experience this as someone who, you know, obviously it came in the box with the game, right? The map. Yeah. yeah. So it, I was. I, I, I thought it was Nintendo Power. Yeah. Um, for the map. Let me, let me, let me just check. Okay. Tom will double check while you continue. Oh, yeah. 
So anyway, I wanted to experience it as someone would back then if they didn't have the map, essentially. Um, because looking at the map, I'll, I'll get to that. So I thought it was, you know, obviously, you get the sword right away, which is nice. Um, I agree, Mark, the fact that you have limited range of swinging the sword. Um, because I had already played through A Link to the Past, that was pretty annoying to me. Um, I learned very quickly through exploring, as you said as well, there are areas where there's just a ton of enemies. Um, I do appreciate, obviously, that you can chuck your sword at them when you're at full health, which is nice. It's easier to clear out big enemies. And it still is the same mechanic where you can pretty much run through every area. You don't have to try to clear everybody out, um, which is nice. But there are areas where the difficulty in enemies, it goes nuts. Um, it was very confusing to me to find my way and like differentiate when I went into one area, what was different about that area from the last one I was in, <laughs> where I would be like, okay, I remember where I came from after a while. You know what I mean? Like there was no... There was no easy ability for me to retrace my steps to where I came from. And right. I would just hope that I sort of remembered, <laughs> um, which made me want to stick to the water edges, which brings me to the most frustrating part of this game was a stupid Zora in the water shooting their their whatever at me, the energy ball or whatever you call it. Um, it was just it, it was really difficult. It's a difficult game, I think. Um, I so I did this without the map. I went all the so, way up. Real, real quick, the the map was in the instruction manual. It's okay. just of the overworld. There was no dungeon maps. Okay. That's it. So was, I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say. So it you could look at the map and see where you are, um, like compared to like your your map in the game or like your dot where you are on the yeah. on the world map. You could compare hmm. it there, but. Other than that, it doesn't really give you a whole lot of information. Okay. Um, so I, what I did was I just decided I wanted to kind of gauge how big the world was. So I kept going upwards as much as I could. And once you start getting into the mountains, I, I was confused at first. I was like, is there just like, am I stuck? Like, is this the, the final, the final level up at the top of the map? And it just keeps resetting me back onto the same level. Because I would go up and it would look the same once I got to the next level. But eventually I realized if you go up far enough, you get to, you know, other things that are up there. And I think I came across the first dungeon that was somewhere up there, um, which if I'm remembering this correctly, I was not prepared for at all. I think I, I know I had obviously the sword. I think I had had a potion at that point. I didn't have any heart containers. <laughs> I was just wandering around because <laughs> I, I really wanted to experience it as someone, you know. Who didn't have a map would to see how you know unplayable it could potentially be. Yeah. Um, I yeah, got the 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 thing. If it was the first dungeon, you would have walked across a bridge across the water into where the dungeon was. If you didn't do that, then you went to one of the other dungeons. Oh, first. I yeah. When I was watching Tom play through on Retro Roulette night, I yeah. he went to a totally different dungeon that I had done the first one. So I probably did it out of order, recommended Which you can order. Do. It just, yeah, yeah. As you found out. Yes. It was not. It was not great. <laughs> I think I got through like two rooms of that dungeon. I want to say. Um. It it does. And then like you'd hit enemies and they drop something in the mountain where you can't get it. It's like really. I suck at this. Just give this to me. <laughs> um. So I stopped. I stopped playing it that way. And then I started playing again with a map that I found online in a walkthrough. 
and it was a much more positive experience. Uh, and then I was trying really hard not to actually follow a walkthrough where it's like, go here and then you'll get this and then you should get this in this order kind of thing. Cause I didn't do that with Link to the Past either. So I didn't want to do that with this game, but I feel like the more assistance I sought, the more I was enjoying the game. So, I mean, overall, if I had to do this on my own, even with the map and no walkthrough, it wasn't. It wasn't as fun to me as Link to the Past was. And that game, like, that game pissed me off so much. No offense, Mark. <laughs> I had, like, I could hear the first three notes of the starting song in that game. And I just go like, <laughs> because it just brings me back to the struggle of beating that game. You uh, yeah, I know, clearly. But, uh, yeah, I, I would I would prefer to play Link to the Past over this game. And that's just my personal my personal opinion. I'm sure there are a ton of people who would prefer to play this over Link to the Past for whatever reason, maybe nostalgia or what have you. But um, I didn't hate it. I just needed m- much more assistance than uh, than relying on myself to sketch out a map or something. That was definitely not happening with me. I, I wasn't going to sit there and do that. That's not that's not how I wanted to play. But overall, it was OK. Um, it had the recognizable elements that I enjoyed, you know, from A Link to the Past and what I enjoy from Zelda in general. So, so yeah, that's my um, really messy review on <laughs> on the game that we played. I just have mixed feelings on it, I guess, is the short answer. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to have mixed feelings. Yeah, right. Um, so I've played through this game a couple of times. I've never beat it. Um, but there's, like, a list of things that is recommended that you do before you even like get started. And that's get all of this extra heart containers and the, the white sword and the blue ring. And all those things help tremendously as you're going through. Uh, and I, I went through and did all those things and it made the game a much more, uh, fun experience because I wasn't dying every five seconds. Uh, it gives you because the the sword allows you to kill things twice as fast and the tunic or the 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 ring, the blue ring allows you to take half as much damage. So it really helped because on stream I was stuck in, I think, the third dungeon. But once I went and got all of those things off stream, the third dungeon was like a cakewalk. It was it was way easier and I was enjoying myself way more. Um I overall, I had a lot of fun with the game. It is fun to, to just walk around and, and try to find stuff on your own. Uh, but like the secrets, like you, you, if you don't know where they are, you're not you're not going to find them. Yeah. And if you're at our age at this point, you're going to want to walk through for those things just yeah. because it could take hours to find all the secrets. Oh, like yeah, this, it did. Even when <laughs> when we were kids, someone would find one and like tell their friend. And that, mm-hmm. and they would tell their friend and their friend, and that's how you people found out about them. Or you had Nintendo Power or something that told you where they were. Like there was no internet, so we all had to figure it out on our own. But now we have those the ability to use those things, and I would rather just get all the stuff to help me out in the beginning, and then I'll play the game. Like I'll just do whatever I want after that mm-hmm. and explore and stuff, because those things are there to help you. So if you it, like, what's the point in, in not using those resources? And that's right. what, that, that was my take. So basically I, I, I buffed up link as much as possible. 
And then I just went off and did all did I did three or four dungeons. I was like, all right, that's 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 good enough. I, I've I've experienced enough. I I do personally want to go back and beat the rest of the game. I think what are there eight dungeons, Mark? Right? Nine. Nine. I do want to eventually go back and beat them all, but um, just because I would like to say I beat I beat the game because uh, I've I've played it for so long, I might as well put in the extra effort and finish it. Yeah. So there are a couple of things that are annoying. Like if you want to save the game, you have to intentionally die. And once you buff your character up enough, it takes forever for that to happen. So you have to like just walk into an enemy over and over and over. I I walk into the the statues that come alive. Mark, what are those called? Oh God, I <laughs> I, for, I they forget. They have a name. Yeah, but... they have a name, and I can never remember what it's called. But the statues that come to life when you bump into it, basically just go bump into one, and it'll just it'll just constantly walk into you, and that allows you to. Uh, to die quickly and then you can save your game uh yeah but that's that's like the only annoying thing to me is like saving is i think i'm pretty sure link to the past is the same way you can't just save the game you have to die you right no you can save and quit you can save and quit yep but you can't save and continue you have to save and quit yes the only way to save and continue is to die well no you can reload the game real fast you know it's it's not a problem but you know but the the only issue with Saving, which is, uh, you know, a thing from that era, is that if you save and quit, you only can start in three locations. Right. Um, in in Legend of Zelda, you always start where you get the sword. Right. Um, there there no is. It, which. Unless if you're in a dungeon. Right. And when if you you're die, in a dungeon, you it'll put you right back. Them. It'll put you right back in the dungeon, which is nice. I'm glad they do that. It puts you right outside the dungeon or right in the dungeon if yeah. you die there, which is it's it's nice, but at the same time, it's annoying because. They only give you half your life, which I guess makes sense. Um, I don't know if that if it happens in Breath of the Wild. It may not. No, you can just save. Breath of the Wild, if you don't hard save, has an auto save, and that's where you get sent back when you die. No, I mean when you die, do you, do you have full health when you come back? I mm, can't. Remember. I don't think any of them ever did that. Link to the Past gives you a certain percentage of hearts. Um, the only time you come back full is when you have three hearts. Um, right. I think this one does the same thing. It only gives you three when you come back or a percentage or something. This one. Yeah. This one only gives you either three or four. I forget what it is. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I guess that's, that's fine. I can deal with that, but it's annoying to try to get all those hearts back. Mm-hmm. Especially in this game. Yeah. Cause a lot of times the, the enemies just don't drop anything or they only drop rupees or they only like, or trying to try to get bombs in this game is incredibly annoying. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's I, it's it's a game of its time. It it worked it it worked well at the time, and they built off of it. I mean, it's it's definitely. I think it's aged better than a lot of adventure style games from that that yes, era. That's for sure. But like like I said, the secret stuff is annoying, and you are going to need some sort of guide to tell you where they all where all of these secrets are. But if you just want to play through the game and want to challenge, I think it's perfectly fine to load it up and play today. I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Uh, I think yeah. you'll enjoy it. Yeah. The uh, the only place I got stuck in this was um, right before getting the uh, flute. Um, you have to kill that room full of blue knights mm-hmm. um, in 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 Castle Five. I don't know if you've gotten there yet. And yep. 
they're just as annoying as the uh, regular knights, except they have more health, and it takes a little bit longer to kill them. Um, eventually, if you have enough bombs, you can just bomb. The only thing I never tried was I'm going to assume arrows work really well, because I can't think of another reason to use arrows in that game at all, um, outside of maybe it's a way to kill Ganon like it is in every game. Yeah, but where I was, there was I had not run into an enemy where I needed an arrow at all. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that maybe that was the way that people are screaming at home right now, going, if you did arrows, it's only one shot. <laughs> but, yeah, it's essentially, oh, everything Tom was saying is, is is correct with this. But, yeah, it's just, it, it, this game requires patience, and if you don't have that, you're not going to get through half of it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where you need you need some time. And the the beauty of the game, though, is that you can save it and come back to it. That's the mm-hmm. nice thing about it. It's not like Bionic Commando where you have to sit there for five hours and or six yeah. hours and play all the way through a game. Yeah, that was the saving grace, honestly, for me with this game, is the fact that you could save and come back. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I was able to, to like stop and then go back when I, whenever I wanted to mm-hmm. and not have to lose all that progress. Because getting all the stuff is what takes the longest. Yeah. But yeah, overall... It's uh, it's a classic. You can't really go wrong. So let's get some scores. Mark, what do you give this game? Surprisingly, a five out of five. Whoa. Wow! Look at Mark giving. Is that our first five out of five? Is it? Yeah. There's uh, only a few games that I've ever played that would get perfect scores from me. Well, we this played, has always been one of them. We so. played. Did we play Final Fantasy VI? We yes. must. Have. So I think I gave you, that a five. I'm pretty sure you gave that a five. Was that this year? Final Fantasy VI. Yes. If I didn't, then that was an oversight because that is one of the other games that I consider pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. They they knocked it out of the park with this game and Link to the Past, you know, after the misstep of two. Link's Awakening is a little bit lesser quality than this, than these games, um, just because of the limitations of the Game Boy. But those 8-bit and 16-bit Zeldas, not named Zelda 2, all pretty much play the same, play well. You can argue the different powers and stories are terrible, depending on if you like Oracle Seasons and all that stuff. But this game's a classic. There's a reason why a lot of people put it as the number one game of all time in some list. Um, it's It started, a, it basically perfected a genre that's been around for a while. The, you know, the, the, the adventure game and added a little action to it and just made it fun. It's... Uh, the the only thing that's frustrating now is that everything's gotten better since, in terms of controls and quality of life stuff. That's really the only frustrating part, but you can't, I don't feel you can dock a game for that. You know, they could only work with what they had back then. And I think they got so much out of what they could do with, with this technology that I, I think I think it is it is truly a triumph of the NES. Yeah, for, an, the eight, same for, a, for an 8-bit machine to do, to do what it did is yeah. uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, the only other thing that's more impressive with what they did with an 8-bit machine is, is Mario 3. Yep. That's that's the only one I see is more impressive than this. I, the first the first Mario's uh, started a genre. There was never a platformer, you know. Maybe I'm throwing my ass a little bit. Maybe somebody will go, well, no, on the Atari 5200, there was the... Um, I mean, there was a... Uh, the hell was it called? Pitfall. But it's not really the same. Yeah. Yeah, but people know what I mean. Or if you want to say Mario Bros. was technically slightly a platformer. But 
yeah, it's just amazing what they're able to do with this. Um, and still, I mean, hell, it's 36 years, 35 years later, you know, and people are getting excited when an HD release of the worst game of the series comes out. And, you know, that that's uh, that's a triumph in game making. And it'll be a shame when we eventually do lose Miyamoto, you know, to the cruel fate of time here, because there's no creator that has been able to get longevity and have such a good track record for doing so um, as he has. And it's it's just it's just kind of amazing. Yep, I totally agree. How about you, Jen? Um, I am going to give this game a lower score um, just because personally, like you said, patience is super important in this game. And I didn't have the patience to, patience to continue to go through it. Um, I'm going to give it a three out of five because there were parts of the game that I did enjoy and that I felt like were done really well. Um, but overall, I just personally didn't enjoy it as much as I did A Link to the Past, um, which I think I'm close just comparing it to. Um, so yeah, three out of five for me. Okay. I'm giving it a four and a half out of five. Uh, like I said, there's a couple of gripes, but nothing that I can really, really knock, knock it down a full point for the music's great. The, uh, the graphics for an eight bit machine are great. And just the amount of stuff you can do. There's just a ton of stuff you can do in this game. And it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a great game. It's a classic I'm, I could say all of those things over and over, but uh, unless you've played the game, you 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 need to go out and do so. I I think uh, like if you're a Zelda fan and you've never played the original, I feel like you should go play it. And it's easily able you're able to play it on all kinds of things. It's on Switch Online. It's on the uh, the NES Classic. It's on it's it's on every Nintendo console after the NES via Virtual Console. So find a way to play it it's always cheap and it's you know it's a it's a good you know eight hour eight hour thing that you can you can choose to either go with a guide or or go it yourself and and uh just enjoy uh but yeah overall great game go play it if you haven't played it all right it is time to spin the wheel uh mark i don't know how you do it we're playing Super Mario Brothers 3 for the hey. NES. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're just psychic. It's really what it is. <laughs> I don't, know. don't know how we do it. But We're yeah. gypsies. We are. We are. So yeah, uh, if, you, if you've if you never seen anybody play Super Mario Brothers 3 or have never played it, I hope you're prepared because... Oof. Uh, I, I'm also debating on whether I should play... I, I have a hacked version with a save function because I don't want to use... I don't want to use um, warps when I'm playing, so we'll see. I'll see how I feel. I'll also see how good I am that day <laughs> on Monday when I'm when I'm playing uh, when I'm playing this. But Super Mario Brothers three, another classic. We're gonna give it a give it a whirl here, and uh, I hope everybody plays plays along at home and let let us know what you think of Super Mario Brothers three. Do do we have to watch the wizard? You don't have to watch the wizard, but okay, it could help. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for this, this, uh, episode. Mark, do you want to let everybody know about our family of podcasts? Yeah. So we have our D and D podcast, Stranger Damies airs every other Wednesday. Um, we stream our sessions live at twitch.tv slash game ball pod. 
you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, and then we have our movie podcast, They Call This Movie, airs every Thursday. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Main Damie. TheMainDamie.com is where all of our podcasts live. And any writing and special events um, we do post up on there. So it's a good one-stop shop for everything we do here. And um, for uh, They Call This Movie, do make sure you go uh, download us on Spreaker as well. Um, and, and Jen, what's the uh, streaming schedules? Yeah, so we've had some changes recently in our streaming schedules. So uh, we'll start with Mondays. It's either going to be Retro Roulette with Tom, where he plays through our newest Retro Roulette game and gives his initial thoughts on the game. Um, or it's going to be Retro uh, Mondays, where he plays through usually a Japanese RPG. Right now we're still going through Suikoden. Um, and we'll let you know what he's going to do after that when uh, Suikoden comes to an end, which is probably soon. I think, sadly, for we're, Tom. We're, we're thinking one or two episodes. Yeah, we'll so uh, some new, more new stuff coming soon. Tuesdays are always a day off for us on Twitch. Wednesdays, we have been playing Apex, but we have been discussing potentially moving to another game where the three of us will get together and play. So that's TBD. Uh, Thursdays is Paper Markio, where Mark plays through Paper Mario. And uh, when that wraps up, we have something else in the works as well. Um, Fridays is currently us live streaming Dungeons and Dragons with our podcast, Stranger Damies, that Mark just mentioned. Um, that will be coming to an end. Uh, we're not going to officially say when, but, uh, but things are changing here. So, so, uh, enjoy us while you can. We live stream on Twitch every other Friday. Um, and, uh, alternating with that is when we usually record these podcasts. So it'll be either us recording, um, our podcast or us streaming on on Twitch on Fridays. Uh, then Saturdays is Mar- Mass Effect with Mark. I almost called it Mark Effect. It's kind of <laughs> cool. Just saying it's kind of cool. Um, the last few Saturdays, uh, it's kind of up in the air right now, I guess, depending on weekend plans because it is the summer and everything is reopening and we're trying to get back to normal. So we will let you know um, basically anything I'm saying TBD about. Just check our Twitter page. Um, it's just at Game Vault Pod on Twitter. That's the best place to know when we're going live and what we're going to be playing. Um, and then Sundays is kind of TBD as well, be pretty much because of the same reasons. Usually we have Dan come on and he plays through Breath of the Wild, um, but it's been kind of busy the last few weekends. So um, we'll let you know as well when that's up and running. But just again, check our Twitter. That would be the best place to find out what we're doing over here. Awesome. Uh, also, I want to clarify, we're not Stranger Damies is an ending. We're no, just no, not no. Gonna, Stranger, we're just yes. not going to stream it anymore. Yes, the stream is ending. <laughs> not Stranger Damies. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have any need for a, any retro console accessories, cables, power supplies, flash carts, anything you can think of, head on over there via the link in the description. And uh, anytime you use that link to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback anytime you use it. And it allows us to make these podcasts and our streams better for you guys. So any help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you all for joining us on this episode. I hope everyone is doing well. Stay safe. And for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.